Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, AJ, Jesse, coming to you live after whatever that was. <laughs> um, you know, usually, look, it's preseason. It's not like we're taking the actual result of the game too seriously, but we would like to be here and, and talk significantly about the positive things we saw from certain players on the ice. And there wasn't a ton of that to talk about in this game. So yeah. You good? <laughs> <laughs> the thing was stuck on my ear. Yeah. Listening to that was like listening to this broadcast today. Mm-hmm. So not Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to get my glasses caught on my ear. Was... My bad, man. Headphone one accepted. Sure, the Apology didn't mean to lose this game seven one either, so it's okay. Uh, look, <laughs> I the... rule number one: don't overreact. <laughs> Nothing matters. Nothing Barely about this... even react. Yeah, yeah, to this game. <laughs> like. If there's if there's really a thing that people should seriously have gotten down from this fan base now, it's that of all the preseasons that we've had to sit through in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, this is by far the least meaningful. The mm-hmm. roster is set. There are very few surprises on the way. There are almost no roster battles, even more so after they released Galchenyuk from the PTO. Like, there is very, very, very little. tonight. Tonight's game, the arguably, outside of Georgiev, the highest caliber player that they iced was Logan O'Connor. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is yeah. a fourth liner in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. So. Full-time, yeah, bona fide fourth liner spot duty bottom six you and know what i mean like half of these guys also played last night yep right so like context let's yeah. just and, and it wasn't like it wasn't like what we've seen in the past where uh sometimes the home team just like like stocks the roster full of nhl guys and it's just this total mismatch of roster the, the first the first game in minnesota that none of us got to see a good example of a team 
that loaded up its roster with some dudes and played against a team that was not <laughs> that was equipped not. to handle that. That wasn't really the case tonight. It's not like Vegas played any of their guys on at forward other than William Carlson. Yeah, but, Stevenson too. Uh, okay, so we're talking like their fifth and sixth best forwards. Well, the Avs played their 11th best forward. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, like, and then you get to their defense, and their best defenseman is Zach Whitecloud. Yeah, dude. So, like, this was a a battle of not good rosters. This was an AHL hockey game. Uh, And it felt like an AHL hockey game. It felt uh, really squirrely, really loosey-goosey, a lot of really weird bounces, and, you know, a blowout final score. Very AHL-ian. (laughs) <laughs> there were certainly zero NHL starting defensemen in the Avs lineup. That was for sure. Yeah, I mean, shit. The second best defenseman in this game between both teams was Ben Hutton. <laughs> ben yep. Hutton. I uh, I did laugh because the uh, the Vegas broadcast they were talking about Logan Thompson, the goaltender for Vegas. Uh, and they were like, and honestly, you know, he's looked good tonight. There's an opportunity for the taking. It's like. Well, yeah, this is the peer group he's hoping to ascend beyond. He's trying to get out of AHL games. Yeah. I would hope he looks good here. Yeah, but, hey, it's a way bigger problem if he does not look good in that game. That's a great point. So, and then on the other side, you know, you do have Alexander Georgiev who gives up six goals. Yeah. I didn't love him tonight. shots, man. I'm not going to drag him too much because of the context of the roster, but I, uh, I really did not. Uh, I didn't love Georgiev's game tonight. No. He had a good debut. He played well in that uh, in, in the, the first, first game, half of a game that he played. Yeah, and this was not good. I mean, it, this was just not a good night for him. He he was comically unlucky along the way. Uh, a lot of things going against him. Some nice finishes, but it, it was it was one of those nights where you're like. Two things are true. He's yeah, not mm-hmm. getting much help. He's not playing very it's, well. Yeah. Look, when you kick out a rebound right up the slot, it's not <laughs> great. And mm-hmm. it's way worse when you don't have a defenseman within 10 feet of the slot. So. Yeah. <laughs> you would just tell him that yeah. one that beat him. Yeah, that one that beat him clean, the wrist shot low. You just tell by his posture that he was like, you know what? Don't have it. Just getting to the end of this period. And. Get me out get of me here. Out. Yeah, get yeah. me out of this. <laughs> what, is, what does it's, he call her in Happy Gilmore? The Mista Mista lady? He was like Mista, that. Mista. Yeah. Get <laughs> me out of here. <laughs> it's... The thing is with Georgiev, like, yes, you want him to stop some of those pucks. Like, sure. But also, as we've said, with every goaltender since the existence of this show, even when it gets to the regular season, it's going to take this dude 20 games to get yeah. used to the ad systems. Ad and defensive systems a little bit different. It takes a yeah. little bit of adjusting too. Yep. And he didn't get to see that system at all tonight because it was a bunch of dudes just <laughs> not playing a defensive you, system. You know what so... he got was a lot of high danger chances. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> fifth time in the last 24 hours that someone is just standing wide open on the back door is like, okay, all right, we get it. Yeah. I, I was laughing 
midway through the third trying to stay awake when it was like, I really wanted to see Josh Jacobs in a game because he was one of the defenders at camp that I thought, I was like, oh, this is an intriguing skill set. Let's see what it looks like in a game. Um, not great. <laughs> uh, and like, not any help. There wasn't, uh, there was not one single defenseman tonight that I would point to and be like, that guy was, that was good stuff from him. Yeah. I liked that. Um, just thought the unit as a whole just well, bled. And the thing is, like, you're thinking of, of Jacobs tonight, and the one shining standout low light, I guess, is the atrocious clearing attempt that results in a, a goal the other way, <laughs> where he just rips it right off of a dude's stick and <laughs> it's in behind everyone. So but... you know, you know, sometimes when you watch Twitter conversations unfold and somebody rolls in with their whole chest and just <laughs> says something that's just not true. <laughs> confidently wrong that was what that clearing attempt was <laughs> it was confidently wrong he stepped up made a nice little move in the corner and he fired that thing and tips right off that guy's stick and back into the middle of the ice and you're like huh. well did you guys see that that guy in my mentions the other night saying that it's completely unheard of to hang three banners if you win your division and then win the Stanley Cup. You do division, conference, Stanley Cup. He was like, "Wow, how desperate can you be for banners? Completely unheard of." Out of like, you know, whatever. And I was like, "No, it's actually it's super common. Everyone does it." Nope, no one does it. No one hangs three banners. You only hang one for as far as you went. And to your point, just like not couldn't use Google for one second before <laughs> declaring how correct they were, and it's like. It's so easy. I posted 12 examples of how they were wrong. It's like... <laughs> I feel like I that's just you... a salty Nashville fan who like is tired <laughs> of the reputation that Nashville's got. I, I mean, that's, for the that's like the other day, uh, Justin Cox. Um, I, you guys know Justin. Yeah. Uh, the He does the really great design work on Twitter and he was... Mm. Uh, he did a proposal for redesigning their banners. And one of the one of the comments in response was a Blackhawks fan who was like, "Calm down, you only have one." Ah, and people ah. were like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you know that was their third Stanley Cup, right?" <laughs> like, oh, it was just so good because he was a and he was a Blackhawks fan. Yeah. Um, and I just uh, I enjoyed scrolling through his Twitter for a minute just to. Like you said, it's the bad. It's the overwhelming confidence. Yeah. In in the incorrect. Like it's not even that it's like, oh, what a bad take. It's like, no, that's factually incorrect what you're mm -hmm. saying. Do we do we know is the is the new banner gonna be in the same style as the old ones? I I, I would assume so. Yeah. The I will say I, if I'm if I'm a diehard Nuggets fan, I'm starting to get a little comfortable. It's getting crowded with ass those, banners. Those banners are starting to encroach <laughs> on the midway point. Yeah. Like it's no longer just round the bend down there. It's like they're starting to move. They are keep they, hanging through more of these things, and the Nuggets don't catch up. They're gonna have to seed some space. Yeah, they're gonna have to put Nuggets and Mammoth on one side, <laughs> and three the other three quarters will be for the Avs. 
Uh, I, I mean, between the retired numbers, I think it's already half abs because the shoot twice end and then one of the sides is all abs. There, there might actually be as many Mammoth banners as Nuggets banners now after their most recent championship. Uh, I think there's... Sorry, Nuggets fans. I think there's more meaningful banners on the Mammoth side than there are the Nuggets. Well, well I mean, obviously, when you have multiple, <laughs> multiple championships, yeah. like, it's not even... It's not like Western Conference final participant banner is hanging. <laughs> they haven't at least been embarrassing about it. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I don't know, but the the they have the O one banner down right now, and yeah. so I don't know if they're gonna. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be totally fine if they just maybe maybe the abs are getting really really confident and they're gonna do what Kansas does, where Kansas doesn't have a banner for their conference championships in basketball. Or they don't hang a new one. They have one, and they just, they just add a year add to it. The number, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what the abs will do with their Stanley Cups. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna start to feel real, real big. Just one banner. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, you could tell yeah. what this game was like that we're sitting here talking about yeah. banners. Yeah, expect expect a couple more tangents on this show. <laughs> To say the least. Uh, yeah. I mean, really, there isn't one single player that I would say, hey, this guy was really, really good tonight. Okay. I, yet again, I liked Martin Kaut's overall body of work. Yep. This is the best that I have ever seen him in terms of playing at a Colorado Avalanche pace. It, it continues to be, he's moving well. He's getting up and down the ice. I liked him on the forecheck. I liked him. Uh, I, I, li- I liked him working hard. Well, wasn't super effective, but again, played last night, traveled today, uh, you know, and just was not at the same level that he was last night, which was really, it was a really good night for him. Tonight was a little bit lower of a night, but I don't think by any means a bad. In, in a sea of dudes where you're looking for anything in this hockey game, I mean, it, by the halfway point, you would take any tiny little positive you could find. Yeah, Cout was one that at least consistently gave you something in this game. I, I was trying to watch him because Cout's problem, in my opinion, is one of his biggest problems has always been the consistency. It's not a question of if he has the ability to play at an NHL level. We've seen it in spurts, a shift, a game, a couple games, whatever. And so that's what you're watching for. He, I, I, <clears throat> I liked his first preseason game. It was okay. But his last one was really good. So, okay, how do you follow that up? <clears throat> and, and I like that he's, again, he, to your point, AJ, despite all the stuff in the last 24, 24 hours, I thought he was consistent from shift to shift. I didn't see uh, many shifts for him where it was like, well, he really took that one off, uh, you know, cut some corners on that because that's where he gets in trouble at the NHL level. Uh, and it's not exclusive to him. AHL players, that's where AHL level players get in trouble when they go to the NHL is it is the shift off. It's the game off. It's the not recovering the right way. And as we saw the other night with JT Comfort, you just get so exposed with that at the NHL level. So I'm with you. I like that he was able to keep a somewhat consistent level throughout this game. Cause that's to me, that's, that's his thing. That's if he can do that, he's going to start to earn the trust, be a little bit more reliable. Um, because that's where he, him, and I thought like Maltz up tonight. That's, yeah, it's the same thing for him going back to last season. It's just shift off, shift off, lazy, 
reaching, not paying attention, losing your guy down the middle. Uh, doesn't matter how much good you do if you're constantly making those kinds of mistakes. It, the count thing I think is interesting because of a conversation that we've had before with other guys, but you look at it last game. Oh, you put him with Alex Newhook and he looks really good. It's crazy what happens when you put guys with talent. All of a sudden things start to click into place. They play off each other a lot better. And you saw that at the end of this game, the Avs started switching up their lines. They tried to put Cout up on the top line with Logan O'Connor and some other things, but it's interesting to find that balance because obviously in the NHL, whatever Cal's role is going to be, isn't going to be like a huge opportunity on the second line, most likely. So he does have to find a way to be effective by himself, sort of. I would say that this is an important point too, because when you saw Logan O'Connor tonight alone, as arguably their most established NHL forward, I don't even know if arguably. I think he just is at this point. Um, How did Logan O'Connor look? I mean, that's kind of Logan O'Connor. Yeah, I mean, he kind of scoots around the ice, but you see his limitations. And we don't have those kinds of expectations, right? Like, we don't have the expectations for him to go out there like he's in the middle of the power play and like he's on their top like <laughs> top line and you know you're you're just like uh, I ain't, like cool um but it's it, it is an interesting point that we say you put some of these guys with some talent uh and see how different they look you know how how does a guy look as a role player next to other role players and how yeah. does he look next to an offensive, you know, a play driver, especially the way that Newhook was last night. And the fact that they kind of fed into each other the way that they did, it's it's more reinforcement of, hey, when Martin Count plays plays up a little bit, yeah, he's you okay. Can't, you and, can't have a player that can only play in your top six. Like, Well, and that's that's not the argument with Cout, though. The, the, one of the appeals of Cout is that he could be a right wing on a third line next to a J.P. Cooper and a Ben Meyer. I know, but like, what, what we're saying here is, oh, you have to put him with guys like Newhook, guys who can drive plays. Part of I actually was going to comment, I, I thought having Logan O'Connor in this game, well, I mean, he's lowest man on the totem pole. That's why he's been in three preseason games already. But uh, I thought I, I thought he was an interesting he was an interesting guy to watch tonight because I, I agree to, to your point. Yeah, when he's the best player on the ice, you're like, eh, he's really not that. But he skates really hard. He gets after the forecheck. He he like tonight he does everything that he does well in an abs game. Well, it's just that it is less effective when he's also having to like be the guy playing 17 but, minutes. Right, right. And and my thing with Cout is, you know, we're saying like, oh, well, see, it's it's amazing when he plays with some talent. You you want to see him getting after it on every shift and that, you know, skating hard, causing problems along the wall. To your point, I think, AJ, it was you that said it, like, create some stuff by yourself. Like, you don't need Alex Newhook to look good. And that was what I, I liked about him tonight was I thought he found a way to be visible despite not having a ton of talent around him. And that's just what you need to see more out of him. You can't rely on, oh, he's got to have more talent around him. He's got to get there on his own. He's got to earn that on his own. 
Sure, but the appeal of a guy like that is if you put Logan O'Connor up in your lineup, you, he's still Logan O'Connor. But you throw Martin Kaut in there with Alex Newhook, and you saw a little bit of vibing, and you're like, okay, great. He can play with I mean, some you... talent. His job, his, his the challenge for him is whatever role they end up putting him in, whatever role, you know, whatever it is, he needs to he needs to prove that he can play in the NHL, period. Right. But and, and the same argument you made for O'Connor from last year, you know, he had that two week stretch where with all those injuries, he moved up the lineup, had a great couple weeks. And then as the roster got healthy, he settled back in. Yeah. So, I mean, and like, it's again, the greatest two weeks of his basically his entire NHL career. Right. Like, but, and but, that's but what, I'm, but what I'm saying is, and like, let's also be realistic here. His NHL career isn't that much more significant than Martin Couts to this point in terms of games, games played. played. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. So he's got one additional season on Martin Kaut. But again, the point just kind of stands of like, yeah, you moved him up. You put him next to some very skilled players. He had the greatest two weeks of his career. But well, he's effective I, in the lineup. On there has to be some sustainability there or, or proof in the pudding for Kaut. And there are two things I want to talk about here. But first, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. You use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account over there. Highly recommend you never bet on preseason hockey. Don't do that uh, unless you want to throw your money away. But you can bet on the NFL. If you go over there right now with that DNVR code, all you have to do is bet $5 on any NFL team to win their next game, and you get $200 in free bets if you hit. So get over there. Give it a try today with DraftKings. You can also get into their stepped-up same-game parlays. Every leg you add to an NFL parlay boosts your winnings by 100%. So you could uh, get into some ridiculousness if you hit on some of those parlays. Got to check it out now. Go over to DraftKings Sportsbook. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Be sure to use that DNVR code to get the $200 in free bets promotion uh, if your team wins, of course. You must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for detail. They're an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. This game certainly made me want to drink. So (laughs) go grab yourself a Breck brew, either from your local liquor store, you can use the Breck beer locator online, or come on down to the DNVR bar where we have plenty of Breck brew to drink. This Friday, we're doing the uh, decorate the bar with stickers. So come help us do that. You can come slap a sticker on the, the front side of the bar and help make it our own kind of place. So... Martin Kaut conversation here. Very quickly, my question would be, what did Logan O'Connor do in this game that Martin Kaut didn't? And I would say not a whole lot. I get it. Look, it's one preseason game. You're not deciding who gets into the roster on one preseason game. But if you widen that scope a little bit more, you've seen Ben Myers continue to have these lapses, the types of things that Martin Kaut has been kind of punished for in his lack of opportunity. Is it, is it starting to become a conversation? Are we starting to seriously think about Martin Kaut potentially having an opening night job, at least with some of these injuries? Oh, I think, I think so. I think the answer should be, yeah, man. I, I think, <sighs> I don't know if he actually plays because again, there's the wild card of they could always just slide Curtis McDermott into that in into sure. that 12th mm-hmm. forward spot and say YOLO because if Helm and Nachushkin are both ready to go, 
is one spot that we're talking about here. Yeah. Uh, and that just, Which... they might just decide, hey, we're comfortable. We're just comfortable with Curtis McDermott and, you know, it is what it is. Um, but you know, just based on the preseason play, now there's, you know, there's always, what's the work ethic? How's, the, how's he doing in the room? You know, there's all the, the cultural and the behind-the-scenes stuff that we are not privy to mm-hmm. that go into stuff like this. But Cout is also, like, Cout's, this is his fifth time going around here. Like, he has not, he is, he's, he's done the up-and-down thing. Um, and to be honest with you, if you're, if you're a team like Arizona or Chicago right now, are you not just kind of sitting there, like, yeah. The, the same way the Avs were with a guy like Patrick Nemeth. Put him on waivers. Yeah. Like, especially oh, yeah, especially sure. in like a tank heavy year where there's probably three to five teams that are probably sitting there like we can afford to give this guy Chicago's roster, man. Well, I'm saying between yeah. Arizona, Chicago, and Philadelphia, and yeah. maybe, maybe a, a touch of Montreal. Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're real you're looking at some teams that are not interested in winning hockey games this year anyway any one of those teams he's a 13 14 minute a night guy like tomorrow and that's that's what i'm saying like would the abs like the abs the abs obviously have to make their choices here uh but the waivers the waivers part of this is the first time that we've had uh had this conversation with a guy like Cout. And we do see guys with his pedigree, first rounders that have not gotten to break, gotten a, uh, an extended look to break through on good teams, you know, competitive teams get claimed a decent amount of time. Like the, like of the guys that get claimed the guys with that background are the ones that you're with like some pedigree for sure. Yeah, yeah. You're like, okay. Like those guys get claimed a, a decent chunk of time well, because and that's, that's- and like you right, said, no, I, I was just reinforcing your point of like, dude's got pedigree. You've got a team who literally does not care if they win or not. Why not give that dude a chance, right? Yeah, when... and and like maybe the you know, and when you're talking about claiming a guy, the big reason that teams don't do that is like, hey, we've got our own guys. We we need now we need to find a spot for this guy and blah 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 blah. Weirdly, one of the most active teams claiming people has been Colorado. Yep. <laughs> um, but it's. It like talking about this couch situation, like this is the kind, this is the type of preseason that I think we all wanted to see from him, mm-hmm. where it was like, look, man, he's left a lot of positive tape out there. Yep, he's really, he's really. It's not like he's been okay. We're not talking about he hasn't hurt them. We're talking about it, he has actively outplayed his direct competition for this job, and that doesn't. That's not just Mikhail Maltsev and Oscar Olison and that. That includes Lucas Sedlak, Anton Bleed, uh, Charles Udon, guys like that. He has been a more impactful player than each of those guys, in my opinion, in the games that he's played in. For and that's I don't even think it's been close. And well, for a guy like Bleed, I think the gap is really big. For a guy yeah. like Sedlak, there are still things in Sedlak's game sure. that I like individually, and the fact he's got like yeah. 150 games or whatever. Um, some of his struggles you could point at, like tonight, him getting a little bit lost defensively. Yeah. You could point at and be like, he just doesn't totally know where to go yet. He's still trying to figure this one out. But 
And it was interesting to watch Cal like yell at him. He'd be like, "Go!" Yeah, over like trying to trying to direct traffic and like yelling, telling Sedlak where to go. And Sedlak's like, and then they get yeah. scored on, and you're like, "Oh, oh this, that was an interesting moment." Yeah, that's gonna be a thing that's on tape. That's gonna be interesting. Very curious about that. Um, but like with with Cal, like I think he's made a solid case. There are two more games to go. We're probably talking about one spot here, and he may not even like. He might make the roster and not make the and, lineup and be the thirteenth forward yeah. with the injuries. Sure, yeah. Again, I just I keep going back to I think the biggest thing for him is that he's had three games where I think you would grade him anywhere from good to very good, and that to me has always been his problem. As he comes out, yeah, that first preseason game, wow, he really outplayed the guys he's trying to compete with. The next one, he falls flat on his face, takes a penalty, you know, loses position. He's not doing that this year. So especially with the departure of Galchenyuk, which I'm sure we'll talk about a a little bit at some point before we jump off here. Yeah. Just in terms of them not keeping him around any longer, like, okay, there's one less person you're competing with. Yeah. Um, I'm with you guys. I think the list is dwindling down. um, And he can't just go fall flat on his face here in the next few days. And if he doesn't do that, I, I think he's going to put himself in a decent spot. The one name we haven't mentioned is Shane Bowers. Who didn't play tonight. Well, who didn't and, play tonight, who's had himself a decent camp himself. I just, I just think from, from my perspective, personally here, I think uh, Bowers had too much ground to make up in preseason. Yeah. I but agree. if Bowers can stay healthy, mm-hmm. Bowers is a guy that I think would finally, finally, get an opportunity at consistency in the AHL, especially if a guy like Cout is on the NHL roster and it's one less body yeah. that he's contending with in the lineup there. For me, I just think Bowers probably had too much ground to make up and mm. was chasing that. Um, also, he just hasn't played as well as Cout. And so I'm like, yeah, I would say that you're right. It is one more name that we probably drop off that list. But at least this time around... Because it feels like we've been doing the Cal Bowers thing for mm-hmm. four years now. <laughs> uh, at least this time around, it's predominantly one guy separated in the good way. Well, and and I I want to talk about the other side of that too, in in some of these other guys. But Jesse, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say the the other thing that too, just with Bowers, I I, I agree with you. I, I I and they play different positions. He's only played two games. We've only seen him in one. Yeah. Um, so he, he's just another name to keep an eye on. One last thing I was going to say is having said all of this to the Curtis McDermott point, all of this I think is true. And I still wouldn't be surprised at all if neither of those guys made the opening night lineup and they sent them back to the Eagles and said, great, you did a lot of great things. We like what you're doing. Hone it a little bit more. We've got Curtis McDermott will plug in and we can call up a Jason Megna right away. Uh, that on it wouldn't shock me, even though it, it wouldn't I shock me at all. Well. Would not shock me at all. Would be yeah. disappointing if they called up Jason Megna just to wave. I, I guess I guess you, like, you knew yeah, I guess the, the, the waivers is the, the difficult. Yeah, I mean waivers is just kind of like this. It's the first time we've had to contend with this. With right, him. right. I think Bowers will pass waivers just fine. I get, given he had what nine points in like thirty games last year, it was 
There's not compared to Kaudu had 30 points in like 41 so, games. Somebody would have to be doing like a weirdly deep dive on yeah. the Av system to be like, all right, <laughs> this guy. Yeah, but, I mean, keep in mind. I will just say this: keep in mind, uh, one of the one of the big pro scouts in Arizona's front office these days is Alan Heppel. It's true. Who was the scouting director the year that the Avs had a first round grade on him, and then traded for him. So. Uh, now, he was part of the trade, I should say, not traded for him. Like, it was like mm-hmm. they targeted him specifically. But... <laughs> he was not the big piece of that trade. <laughs> but, right, but the, what I'm saying is is that, that the guy who was the Colorado scouting director at the time was the one who was, yes. was part of the team that had a first-round grade on him and really liked him is now a pro scout in Arizona, which is one of those teams that you're absolutely... For me, Arizona, uh, Chicago, and Philadelphia are the teams that I'm eyeballing when all when waiver when the waiver wire explodes in the next ten yeah. days. You know, it, it might not be an Avs guy, but I would be shocked if those teams don't weed out a guy or two. Yeah, two or three guys, honestly, yeah. between between those between those teams, uh, up to up to maybe even four or five guys, depending on which guys that you know which which sure. ones they are in different positions. But those are those are bad teams that need help. Yep. Um, and can take free shots at these guys where, look, if it doesn't work out, you know, we all remember how Marco Dano went in Colorado. Yeah. And then you just he showed up, you got claimed. Like, back on waivers if it doesn't work. Yeah, and they were like, they played him in a couple of games and they were like, yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> and he, he got reclaimed. He like went yep. right back to where he was and it was all good. So, yep. So it, anyway, I, I did want to move into this list of guys trying to earn the job. You mentioned Sedlak and Bleed a little bit. At this point, I'll be honest, I would not feel comfortable with Bleed in the NHL lineup. He has looked terrible. Sedlak um, would bother me less, but I don't think there's a spot for him if they it, insist on playing him as a center. Like you said with Sedlak, it feels like, okay, there's probably like a bottom of the barrel NHLer here that just doesn't know the systems yet. And then you have Ben Myers, which if you're asking me, I think the list goes count one Myers two, Sedlak three there, but you've seen a lot of the same problems with Sedlak and Myers. You've seen some of that lostness. I, I would say just based purely on preseason play, I would probably go count Sedlak then Myers. Okay. Because I think Myers has, been such a detriment defensively and I don't know that you're going to consistently see that with Sedlak but with Myers it's it's just a different score with Myers sure. he's a rookie he's transitioning to pro these other guys have been playing pro hockey for years right even at Cout we're talking about five years and this is his fifth year in pro hockey in right. North America he's actually been playing pro hockey yeah. since he was Seven like 15 years. or yeah. something so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, like, this is a very different conversation for Ben Myers, a different set of challenges. Uh, so holding him to the same the same standard, I think, would be a little tough. But it has also been disappointing enough from Myers and I think strong enough from Kaut that if you are – if you fast forward to opening night and they had Martin Kaut in the lineup and Ben Myers is a healthy scratch, I don't think that would be shocking. 
I think what would shock me is if Ben Myers is the one that gets sent to the Eagles. That would mm-hmm. be the one that I'm not expecting. Now, the other thing that's interesting about all of this, too, is we're talking about a lot of this roster competition. And, and okay, let's, again, hypothetically say that both Nachushkin and Helm are ready to go for night one. I, I'm not sure if Helm will be. Yeah. I feel relatively confident that Nachushkin will be. But let's just he went say, zero to a hundred, didn't he? Pretty quick. Um, <laughs> like he hasn't been on the ice yet. He's in a non-contact jersey. He's a full participant. Yeah, he's three days, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's let's just hypothetically say both those guys are good to go. You're talking about one spot. Then you're talking about okay, cool. Now you you cool. You made the roster. Now you have to beat someone out. Now you have to take an existing NHL job to stick long-term. And, and that's another part of this that I think is just so interesting because once Gabe Landeskog comes back, uh, you know, I mean, any one of these guys, mm-hmm. pick a name, Ben Myers, Martin Kaut, uh, Sedlak, even when you were talking about Galchenyuk, uh, you know, on the PTO, you're like, okay, cool any one of these guys makes it then what oh, yeah. who, who, who are you realistically taking out of the lineup as much as you hate to factor in you know salary and and games played and and all that kind of stuff like are you going to take darren helm andrew cogliano out of your lineup for no. again any one of these young guys and so it's just that's another part of this that i do think is Interesting is cool. Martin Kaut finally makes it. It's on hand to stick. I mean, the the thing here, the thing here is that we're talking about, you could probably safely assume that they will get through the end of the month of October of games. And then we'll revisit it with whatever develops the Tam Landis-Cox timeline and whatever, whatever. Uh, because October starts this week, and the guy's not even skating. Yeah. It's it's still going to be a while here. Now, there are still a couple of weeks uh, until uh, the start of the regular season, whatever. But I would say I would say you could probably safely assume that we're going to get through the end of October. Well, and, here's... and you get to that road trip at the end of the month right before the Global Series. That's kind of your, like, invisible line in the sand where you say... Um, prove that you could stick beyond that. Well, you know, and that's their opportunity. It's mm-hmm. and keep in mind, every team in the NHL sees multiple injuries come through the forwards on their season. So it, even if Cout establishes himself as like the second or third guy there, that's enough for him to see more opportunity down the line when someone is out for a couple weeks or someone gets the flu or things like that. So. He, it's not like, oh, he has to prove he's the ninth best forward on the team or something. He just has to prove enough to be the, at the top of that call-up list. Oh, oh, well, and again, keep I'm not just saying count. I'm saying, I'm saying any of these guys, it is just yeah, the next step in, it, with, with, with all this. Because even myself, like, you know, I've gotten myself a little bit caught up in, damn, who, who's that last spot? But when you think down the road, it's like that last spot has some caveats with it. And, yeah. and it is going to be interesting to see how whoever it is handles that do they have to try multiple people there you know whatever but it may not matter because remember last year 
Who was the first call-up? Who was the number? Who was the first guy they brought from the AHL last year? It was Martin Kaut. Yeah. He played and disappeared, and that was the end of it for him. <laughs> yep. He right. did not come back after that. And versus, like, Megna and Sherwood, who kind of, like, bounced around bounced around yeah. a little bit, you know? Like, Kaut, Kaut was first call-up. And that was it. He didn't do enough while here to convince them to say, okay, we want to see him again. Mm-hmm. You know, now I know that there were some injury issues for him last year Yeah. Uh, where, you know, hey, at the time of a call-up. And this is where Shane Bowers has really been. Like, the injuries have crushed him, yeah. The worst luck imaginable is that it's some of the hottest stretches of Bowers' career, uh, the abs were fine. And then they would need help at a time where he had gotten hurt. And that's just, you know, you can't plan for that stuff. But yeah, no, we're talking about like, oh, who's this last spot today? Well, it's on that guy. Like mm-hmm. Martin Cow could win this job, play the first two regular season games, completely fall apart, <laughs> right. get sent back down and, you know, get put on waivers. And then, you know, Arizona claims him and we never see him again. Yeah. yeah and that's will... just it. That's the end of the story of his time it... in Colorado. Like that's, it's, it. We've seen it that Alex Newhook made the team last year. One game, sent down. Connor Timmons a couple of years ago makes the team out of camp. One game, sent down. So yeah. it's not even like making the team out of camp is any level of security here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just to kind of wrap up this conversation, part of what will help Cout keep up there, we've seen him play with a little bit more aggression. We've seen him play with a little bit of that willing to skate into guys type stuff this preseason. So that's why we're so encouraged about that. Desperation is a hell of a drug. If he's, if he's acting like "Ah, this is my last chance, he's at least playing like it. Yeah, I agree. So on that note, it's not your last chance to get it on a Baca TV, but it might be your last chance to get it before (laughs) the regular season. So make sure you go get yourself a Vodka TV if you want to watch Altitude. Yeah, that's definitely a stadium series hat. I don't know. Yeah, this Uh, is the one they gave to the media. uh, (laughs) Go to avaca.tv slash Colorado 10. That's evoca.tv slash Colorado 10 to get TV for just 15 bucks a month for the first three months and only 25 bucks a month after that. Like I said, they have Altitude. They have AT&T Sportsnet. They got the national channels. They got NFL Red Zone. They got you covered for all your sporting needs here in the Colorado area. So go check them out today. They also have movie channels and, and some TV show channels and things like that, too. So they got you covered for way cheaper than your other TV options. Also brought to you by Game Time. Did you know you could have gotten in to this Avs Vegas game? If you were in Vegas tonight, you could have got into that game for $1 with Game Time. Mm. I mean, one dollar. I don't. One dollar for any hockey game is worth it. <laughs> like straight up. And so you got to get game time. Is there, is there a level of play where you would draw your line and say one dollar is too much? Because like uh, HL, NHL, ECHL, a dollar, I am good with all of that. But after yeah. that, even the junior, one hundred percent would pay a dollar. And you get below uh, junior, it actually becomes so bad it's comical. So the dollar is still worth it. No, uh, yeah, I was gonna say like there is hockey that isn't fun to watch. I promise. <laughs> it, yeah, it's predominantly played by kids under twelve. No, that's hilarious <laughs> hockey. No, it's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's hilarious in like a two minute super cut where one of the kids is mic'd up. <laughs> a full three period hockey game. Or yeah, but 
it's a or dollar. A I'll just leave after the first period. Like, like it's bodying fine. little kids. Then, then why bother? Yeah, I was gonna say. So then that is your line at because the question is what what game wouldn't you pay one dollar to sit through and watch? Yeah. Okay, I guess I not, I would not, I would pay yeah. the dollar to watch part of it and leave. I guess then. Sorry, yeah, that doesn't count. That's, <laughs> That's basically you paying a dollar to go in the door, which is not the question. Well, and really, like. That's your plan? You're going <laughs> to pay a dollar to watch 20 minutes or whatever of oh, little kid and then bail? Like, yeah, just save the dollar at that point. Yeah, you not have a Nintendo over, Switch? A, like, a what kid the falling fuck are you over doing? is absolutely worth a dollar. Like, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to do it, but Anyway, I'm pretty sure game time. Bro, yeah. I've got YouTube. I can go and watch kids falling over <laughs> for free. Game time. And I can watch a lot of it. tickets anyway. They only sell tickets to real sporting events, not children's sporting events. So wow, and now he's calling kids not real sporting events. <laughs> go check out kids, game time. Not athletes. There's a link down in the description of the video. You can get in there. Super easy. You can get up to 60% off of standard prices with game time. So be sure to check it out anytime you're going to see the abs or anyone else here. It's a great way to get an amazing deal. All right. Third period. I don't really have a ton more to say. So is, is there anything else you guys really wanted to touch on? Goalie controversy. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <laughs> I got I got one of those, too. Is it time to start worrying? It's like, are you watching this game? <laughs> are you? Are you really taking anything away from this? Like hard the, the one time, the, the one time that I feel like under no circumstances should you be worried about anything non-injury related is in the immediate preseason following a Stanley Cup win. Yeah. Those that is the one time that you can watch the team with you, the, the 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 logo of the team that you root for and think, I don't care a single bit about this. Now, when the games start to count and blah, 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 then maybe we can have a little bit of a different conversation. But I'll still say just be patient. But at least with games counting, you're having a like you're like, OK, even, they're for I'm real. not even considering it until the end of October, man. Yeah. But I'm for me, it's more like December. I, I, <laughs> I tend to agree, but I'll leave room for if he throws four 700 games in a row then it's like hey maybe we got a problem well but... <laughs> yeah then you give frankie the net for a week and that's why that's the value of having frankie as your backup mm -hmm. and not mm -hmm. true Stuart skinner who i only name it because he's a total unknown in, in, in the nhl so anyway um no i'm i mean i'm just kidding around i'm not worried about him Georgiev went from, see, he's going to be fine, to, is there a problem, really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, the only other thing I had, yeah, wasn't tonight. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts because, uh, again, just the, the, the Galchenyuk thing. To me, I, I tweeted about it today. It went from making no sense to, oh, okay, this makes some sense. To now I'm back to like, oh, damn, was it really just a favorite of Pat Brisson? Yeah, like, yeah. Have we talked well, about and, that in there? Because that's what this, him getting cut today, that's what that screams to me. Yeah, that's all, I, would, all, I would also say we don't know, um, because Galchenyuk disappeared from practice, too. Mm -hmm. The last couple of days wasn't around for practice. So I'm curious if there was an injury and the abs were just like, sorry, bud. Yeah. We, yeah, we yeah. don't have, like, this. this really sucks. We don't have the time to like nurse you through this and then see if you can still make this roster. Right, right. So, because yeah, it, it just for me, it, it was yeah. 
yeah, it was it was just a really odd series of events. When we heard the injuries, we all kind of looked at each other at camp. And we were like, well, now I can see why they're looking at this. See if you can get some skill injected into the top six while you have some guys coming back. Um, and it was funny. We asked Jared Bednar yesterday, I believe, um, what he thought of Galchenyuk in the one preseason game we couldn't see. And the first thing he talked about was he was blocking shots and his defensive game was good. So Megan and I, even on the way out of family sports, we were like, the fact that that was what he led with, like, wow, you know, that wasn't, we were expecting him to say, yeah, he's got some nice jump. He has good offensive upside, but talking about his defensive game. Wow. Things, maybe they are going well for him. And, and then not even 24 hours later, gone, cut. Well, and you know, we, we don't know the behind the scenes story here, obviously, sure. but it, maybe it is just as simple as, you know what? Couts looked really good. Galchenyuk was insurance if, if these guys weren't able to, to hack it. And yeah. they don't need it anymore. No, and maybe maybe it's not even just Cal, but it was like, hey, we've gotten enough guys. We've yeah. we've really liked the growth in certain areas of Sampo Ranta's game where mm-hmm. if we felt like we had to call him up for you know, Sampo Ranta had like nine hits tonight or something. Like Yeah. It's not a guy that I'm like, oh wow, look how good he was, but like that physicality, that that aggression, you know, like that's a that's a thing that you were looking for him to change in his game. If he's specifically working on that aspect of it and showing positively, all right, maybe they feel better. Cout you know, having a good preseason and good camp, you know, maybe they do feel better there. Sedlak is as advertised. Right. That's a guy that they think could help them in the NHL at some point. You know, maybe it was just like, and especially because Galchenyuk is a guy that you know has a limitation, is not going to help you in a bottom six role. So yep. maybe, yep. maybe, and and then maybe it was more than anything, it was Nachushkin who when we first found out about the PTO, we were like, hey, he's probably still nursing a foot injury. Come to find out, he's still nursing a foot injury. (laughs) And the timeline was, he may not be ready for opening night. And you're talking about two top six guys with the uncertainty of Rodriguez, the uncertainty of Newhook. You know, maybe maybe the fact that those guys looked as good as they did Mm -hmm. uh, in camp and then in preseason games where you're like, we're going to be fine. We really this was kind of an emergency thing for us just in case none of these guys were ready. You know, if, if all of those guys, if, uh, if, if all those guys all had preseasons kind of the way that Ben Myers was going where yeah. you're kind of like, Oh my gosh, man. And <laughs> more, yeah. maybe Gal, maybe Galchenyuk would have made a lot more sense, but because those guys have looked as solid as they have, have looked as intriguing as they have, it made it a lot easier to be like, where does this guy really fit into our lineup? Right. Well, we're not going to, we're not going to work really hard and cater everything specifically around this cat. Let's just move on. And yeah. if something changes, they got a little bit of a look with him and he can always pop back. Cause at the Later moment, on. yeah, still does not have a job. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. In 150 of you people in here, you must be, crazy hungry for hockey because i can't believe that many of you are with us at 11 30 at night after that hockey game on a, on a wednesday night yeah <laughs> on a wednesday 11 30 on a wednesday night during the preseason what's wrong with y'all <laughs> anyway we're Crush gonna wrap this up yeah I, we're not expecting that many of you but we're gonna yeah. let you all go to bed uh we're gonna get out of here for the night we appreciate you all so very much though if you're new, if you're not around, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That helps us out a ton. Uh, but other than that, 
we will be back tomorrow. Uh, should be a cool show tomorrow. We should be talking to somebody. It should be fun. Hope to see you there at around what one thirty. We said is the expect we're expecting. I think, I think so. Ish. Yeah. So tune in for that. Until then, we'll talk to you on the next one.